I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so thrilled to have my next guest here. We have Kat Cole, who is the president and chief operating officer of an amazing brand that, if you don't know it, you've been hiding under a rock. It's called Athletic Greens, and I, for one, am such a big fan. Uh, Kat, I've... I've uh, seen in action over the years and heard her speak uh, and uh, and really admired her for everything that she's done. Uh, coming from humble roots, she has risen to prominence in the corporate world, exemplifying tenacity and visionary leadership for sure. And prior to joining Athletic Greens, Kat spent uh, about 10 years, I believe, leading the focus brand portfolio of companies, including incredible brands like Cinnabon and Auntie Anne's and Jamba, uh, to say the least, with, I believe, over $5 billion total in annual sales, something like that. Uh, and prior to that, uh, she has an, a crazy story, a uh, crazy great story with Hooters. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to hear a little bit more about that. But the key thing that I really want to delve into is she's seen a lot. She's at an incredible brand that is just a rocket ship, and I'm so excited to have her talk about her vision and uh, really what the future of health and wellness in her mind is. So let's get started. Welcome, Kat. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so good to see you. So good to see you too. Very, very excited to have you on. So first of all, how would you describe Athletic Greens and its mission? So the way I think about the company's mission is we are on a mission to empower people on their health ownership journey. So what we say is we're a health ownership company. We help people own their health no matter where they are on their journey. The way we do that is developing the highest quality, most trusted, most recommended foundational nutrition product that is the most comprehensive and the most convenient. So there's nothing better you can do for your health in 60 seconds. Nothing. There is nothing that provides a higher return on 60 seconds than drinking AG1 and taking opening that travel pack like what I have here or taking the scoop out of the pouch if you have the bulk pouch at home, put it in water, shake it, drink it first thing in the morning and it's your morning. It's the one scoop, one step, one, you know, one drink, one minute. And for us, there's a lot of ways you can improve your health. You, know, you can exercise, you work on your sleep, community, get sun in your eyes. Um, but we are this simple foundational layer on top of eating the best you can. And then some customers choose to customize from there and stack on things you need. But instead of separate pills, separate powders, a multivitamin, a probiotic, digestive enzymes, a greens powder, we are all of those in one, full stack multivitamin, phytonutrients, digestive enzymes, uh, enzymes stress-reducing stress adaptogens, 
pro and prebiotics. So it's a gut health product and it supports nutrients that most of us are lacking because of either lack of nutrient density in the food supply, busy, hectic schedules, or just demanding lifestyles that demand more nutrients at a time when it's harder and harder to get enough nutrient-dense foods. Uh, if you're like me, a mom of a four and a six-year-old who started a little bit later in life, um, I need things to be as easy, fast, and high quality as they can be um, You know, while I'm navigating life. So, so that's what we're about, empowering health ownership, doing it through nutrition, in particular, convenient foundational nutrition, and making what's hard, which is quality, formulation, synergy, how much of this vitamin, how much of that mineral, doing that all and making it taste good enough so people can turn it into a healthy habit first thing in the morning. One of the things that I think is fascinating about your brand is that somebody was asking me the other day what the demographics are. And I think the demographics are, you know, people want to stay healthy. Right. And, uh, and frankly, not too different from the brand that I started, Hint, uh, where you, you know, you've definitely got the female audience, you've got the male audience. I had heard about it, as I mentioned to you earlier, from my college son, um, who is such a huge fan as well. So when I think about, like, how do you, how do you target that though? When you're, it's when you're hard. right, it's like you're not, Going for everyone, no one. (laughs) Totally right. It's hard. It's really, really tough. And maybe it's slightly easier because you're doing direct to consumer. But actually, I don't think so. So, I how would you respond to that? It you know back to that phrase. If if you're trying to talk to everyone, you're really speaking to no one. Um, And so the nice thing about being an exclusively D to C not even just D2C and e-commerce, only at drinkag1.com. Like I tell people, there's sort of a weird gray market, black market for AG1 out there. If you see it sold anywhere else, Amazon, a third-party marketplace, I cannot attest for the shelf life, the quality. I don't know where it came from. The the real deal is only sold on drinkag1.com. We have complete control. Um, And we may expand areas where we promote and sell and partner later down the road. But up to now, that is the case. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years. 
helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is Super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. Um, and so for digital marketing, and because we are exclusively selling out of our own site, we can give people different experiences. We can speak to maybe a, a 60 plus demographic in a more specific way and target them on various channels, whether that's um, streaming or 
television or social media channels and then show up at a D1 lacrosse game activation and talk to performance oriented, maybe older college students. So digital marketing and activations give us the opportunity to target, but still we've been around long enough that you do have to speak to brand. And what is this company? What is this brand? What does it stand for? And usually you're doing that from a fairly large megaphone where it's reaching multiple different demographics, need states. Um, And so the way I think about that piece is just focusing on our truth. So to your point, the target customers, people who prioritize being on a health journey. So some people may think because we're a premium brand, whether that's premium price point, premium packaging, premium actual quality, the cost of of making this product is quite high to do it in the high quality third-party tested way that we do, um, that we're only targeting a certain household income, a high household income. And while certainly people who have higher household income uh, are a direct correlation to people who would be more loyal to a more premium price product, we have a giant chunk of customers who are not necessarily in the highest income brackets, but they're CrossFitters. Um, They might be in a low to mid income bracket, but for them, $3 a day to prioritize their health is a no brainer. Mm -hmm. They're very happy to sacrifice something else they might have spent $3 on, right? Chips, uh, sodas, a coffee, et cetera, to prioritize their health. And so I find it fascinating when my team and I talk to our actual members, our subscribers, our customers, that it is a broad swath. There are college athletes. And so if someone's younger, it's about being more performance oriented because a younger consumer just in general is more fickle, more experimental, Um, less loyal because they're still in that exploratory part of their consumer journey. And they may not have the income relative to what they prioritize to stick with a daily, a premium daily foundational nutrition habit. Whereas a college athlete will, whether they pay or their parents pay. Uh, Someone who's older, however, is a bullseye demographic for AG1, because as we age, we're aging into new ways to afford in most cases, Uh, until you get on a seriously fixed income. So we're aging into new ways to afford and as important, if not more so, aging into new reasons to need nutritional support and value high quality nutritional support. So I think most people would be very surprised unless you're in this group and then you're like, that's not a surprise because it's me, um, that one of the fastest uh, growing groups of our customer base are 50 plus and 50 plus women in particular, people who are um, reading Peter Atiyah's book and um, taking the Grail test and doing all kinds of in-depth blood tests to focus on health span, strength, longevity, and so they're trying to stack the odds in their favor to live long and strong. And that includes people like me. I'm about to turn 46. I have a four and six-year-old at home. I have my own reasons to be healthy for myself, but man, do I have a few other ones? And I can't unsee the trends and the charts. And the research that talks about what happens when you hit a certain age, how quickly things decline. So the key is lifting that baseline as much as you can. And nutrition is such a critical, such a critical pillar of that. So we can speak to a broad audience and then segment for digital marketing, showing talent, showing people and customers that reflect that target, uh, that target customer whenever we encounter them in a digital format. And then as we've been leaning into other channels, just showing a good diversity of, of customer and where they are in age, profession, 
um, family, just life stage in general. So you are not the founder of Athletic Greens. You joined no. uh, the founder. And how did that all come about? I, uh, as you mentioned before, had a 10-year tenure, 10 year tenure <laughs> at, uh, at Focus Brands and decided to take a year off to just lean into more advising, angel investing, um, finishing a book on leadership. And uh, as part of that chapter, I was introduced to Chris Ashenden, the founder and CEO of uh, Athletic Greens and now AG1. And so uh, we met and we were connected by a mutual friend, and I thought he was fantastic. I was already a customer of the product. My husband is an ultra endurance athlete, very into fitness and nutrition, and uh, had, I believe, I heard about it from him a few years prior. And so I was already chief fangirl of the product, but that's when it was called Athletic Greens, not AG1. It was not known to be the bigger brand in business that it's known to be today. So at first, when I started advising him and he threw out like, Hey, come help me build this. I thought, mm, you know, that's cute. I've run departments bigger than this whole company. Like it, it, I don't think that that is the best use of my time, nor what might I be a fit for such an earlier stage company. But I would come to find out a few things that would um, bring me to a different place. And one is the company was bigger than I thought. Two, it was growing faster than I thought. Three, I got to know Chris and how incredible he is as a human uh, four, I got to know even more about the product itself. And I saw so much that was unknown and underappreciated by the market and even by our existing customers. So that was just upside. And as I looked under the hood of the company, saw more upside, more low hanging fruit in the physical product, in the digital experience, in the leadership team, in the ways of working, um, in the storytelling and PR. Uh, and so it quickly went from, why would I do that? It seems so much smaller than what I've done to, I would be crazy not to do this. I'm, I'm a fangirl of the product. I'm a customer, so I get it. I trust and believe in the product and the core people behind it. And what I have done is part of what's needed to help uh, unlock the potential of impacting millions of lives. So it was just so much more mission-driven and aligned with my personal ethos and where I was in my life around health and nutrition. And then all those other business elements converged and it was a no brainer. And so I advised him for six months until we made it formal in November of 2021. And, and what a year that was, right? <laughs> you making this big switch into uh, this new company. That I can't help but think, too, while you had amazing experiences at other companies, there was a lot of this that was brand new to you, right? It's not that you couldn't figure it out, but you actually had to figure it out, right? It wasn't like you were walking into, um, into a company where you had done all of this before. How, how much of this was kind of new to you? And again, it's not that your experience wasn't amazing and coming into this company, yeah, yeah. you couldn't add value, but I think that's really exciting. And frankly, uh, you and I probably have mutual friends who, you know, like would say, gosh, like that is an amazing opportunity where you're going to learn something. You're going to be able to kind of really challenge yourself in many ways. But uh, how how new was a lot of this to you walking in? So a, a few things that aren't super obvious from the outside, maybe on my LinkedIn profile or other areas is for 
about eight years leading up to this point where I joined AG, uh, one, I had been investing in and advising early stage founders, a good portion of them in better for you CPG. So that gave me one piece that would have otherwise been totally new. Mm-hmm. And that is working with founders and understanding some of the dynamics of just being earlier in the journey. And those differences are radical. I mean, if you come from a big mass market company like I did or bigger, and then go to a company that has sub 100 team members and is growing at hundreds of percent instead of trying to eke out 5% of year over year comp sales like you do in the restaurant industry, those are very, those are really big, like structural dynamic differences. And so those early years of just being on that journey with founders, some of them, a very active involvement was helpful. It made that piece not as very like radically new as it otherwise would have been. Then in that same vein, many of those companies were also D to C. And so otherwise that would have been completely new to me not having the brick and mortar journey. Now at Cinnabon, I started the multi-channel division um, and at Focus Brands, the parent company. So launched CPG, launched e-commerce, but that was small compared to the grocery CPG and then our brick and mortar franchise business. It was tiny um, and it was an and, right? It wasn't the, it wasn't the thing. And, but the part that I will say, so those things were not as new as it as it looks like. And and I think I wouldn't have been successful without those experiences, in my board work, my investing and my advising. But the thing that was really, really new is subscription. Uh-huh. It's a subscription business. Um, the, the things that changes in what you do, why you do it, the existing behavior that is so ritualized that makes changing anything quite precious um, and so, and so that was a big one. The other thing that is very different, which is an obvious one is, you know, I ran many, many brands across multiple countries and each of those brands had hundreds of SKUs and put over a hundred CPG SKUs into market across those brands. And eight, we sell one thing at AG1. <laughs> we sell AG1. We do have D3K2 drops and Omegas that are only available to our subscribers, not even marketed to the public, because those are the two things we would put in AG1, but we can't in order for them to taste good, be vegan, and be optimally efficacious from an absorption standpoint. Uh, So we offer them separately. But it's one thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine being used to pull thousands of levers to drive a financial outcome or a brand outcome or a storytelling goal. And here you got one channel and one product and it's subscription. And so that those three pieces were the most new. And you can intellectually get there to your point very quickly if you're humble and open and listen and pay attention. Um, but if you, if you don't respect the things that are different about those dynamics, every playbook you bring to the table will not only be difficult to have the same value as maybe in a previous company. It could actually hurt the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. So health and wellness is obviously a really competitive market. And obviously, uh, you guys called a lot of attention to the uh, the powdered yeah. format um, and having a single skew uh, as well. But uh, overall, the greens market 
exploded since you guys came out. Uh, the, you know, the, totally. the copycats, the, the people that, uh, try and, and some of it's, it's not, they're not even bashful about it. They actually say AG one on their site. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, on, on many, many levels. I hope you guys have trademark, uh, attorneys all over the place. Yeah. We have I'm a great sure. team. They're busy. <laughs> I'm sure we've had many, uh, we had, uh, uh, Elf on a Shelf on here, and I think she has. She's based in Atlanta, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, as well. And um, I think she has like I don't know thirty uh, on staff or something. It's crazy. And uh, but anyway, fascinated about that conversation too. But uh, so, how would you for somebody who just looks at the the greens powder market? How do you differentiate? You touched on a few things, but mm-hmm. like when when you stack these things up to the average consumer, maybe they look the same, but they're not. Totally. And, and besides yeah. taste, and, I like, you know, mm-hmm. which I think yours tastes That's excellent, right? That's Beyond that, what do you think is the key thing? Yeah. I mean, and to your point, taste, it, it is a big differentiator. You know, we hear that, but that's only known if you try it. Yeah. And so, so just look, just the appearance of, um, of what looks very similar, especially when you have an abundance of copycats that either outright infringe on the protected marks or get as close to it as they can without infringement, because that's their goal, right? It's to ride the wave, to create considerable confusion, to try to do something similar, but get their little piece of a pie. And such is life, such is business. What I don't love about it is how it muddies and muddies the market, confuses the consumer, and makes the customer not able to as quickly tell what is the good stuff or not. And when I say good stuff, yes, taste is a part of quality, but I'm talking third-party certifications, uh, certificates of analysis available to be able to trace the product, um, the types of third-party testing, the depth and frequency of them, uh, third-party certifications that like NSF for sport and uh, being made in a TGA registered facility like ours. Some customers who are early in the journey and just trying to do something good for themselves may get tempted by fairly unsophisticated, but nonetheless, sometimes effective marketing tactics like side-by-side comparison. And here's an example. Someone says, and I'll get to how we break away from it. You get a side-by-side comparative of two packages that look the same Here's AG1. Sometimes they actually use the package and then we can legally have them take it down. Other times it's just that they're obviously using AG1, but they've sufficiently blurred it out. Um, And then they put their package. And in many cases, they have gotten as close to the green or as close to the design as possible. And then they'll say something like, AG1 has 75 ingredients. We have 80. And so some customers go, more is more, right? Like more is more. Or they're $3 a day or $2.90 a day. Ours is $1.50 a day. And so they are creating these comparisons to try to get at something that an otherwise uninformed customer about our product brand value prop and quality would go, oh, well, I'll try that. It's cheaper. Oh, I'll try that. It's got more ingredients. And so there are, and that's just the head to head, like people trying to be lookalikes. That does not include others that are less literal competitors in the powder green sense, but maybe people looking to bundle very similar 
uh, structures of supplement stacks in a pill form. So they might call it like the bundle. And if there's a multivitamin and a pill with green superfoods in it and a pill with mushrooms and adaptogens. And so if you look at the bottles, it actually might mirror the section, you know, our label construct. And so that also is competing for the customer's time and money um, and habit. And so we cut out in a few ways. One, quality, quality, quality. We do things that the customer will never know and appreciate to protect the highest quality, to um, make sure we are testing for things that should not be in the product, make sure we are testing uh, and putting in ingredients to the degree that the label claim is always the label claim. Some of this is not strictly regulated in the supplement industry. It's why there's such well-earned criticism in the industry. There have been really bad actors. Um, and there's more FDA involvement than people think, but it's still not regulated in the same way that food and beverages in the United States. In our other markets, there's a little more regulation and involvement, but we still hold ourselves to a regulated standard like a food and beverage uh, or like something that is approaching more of a scientific bar instead of just a commercial product bar. So, but if we don't do a good job of talking about that testing and the research behind the formula itself, uh, then we're missing an opportunity to differentiate. So one of the ways we do it is we tell that story more clearly. Third-party testing, quality, formulation, and scientific research. But a lot of companies lean on research of individual ingredients. So they'll pull from a study that says vitamin C helps your immunity. No duh. And they'll say, because there's vitamin C in here and that's a researched ingredient, that is a benefit of our product. What we've done is gone a step farther to say we have tested AG1, the ingredients in combination. And that matters because they actually work together. Some ingredients inhibit absorption of another ingredient. Some ingredients accelerate and improve synergy, actual effectiveness in the body. Many people have heard D3 and K2 need to be together. Some people have heard uh, black pepper and turmeric as an example. And so this is true all throughout nature. And we've put together a formula that takes all of that in context and so marketing the research and marketing the quality efforts is a because they're massive investments we make. They're part of the price that people are paying for, that it's not cheap to do things the right way. Um, and it is a real differentiator, even though it is far beyond what's required. So that's a big part. The other piece is we're fortunate that many people with their own platforms and megaphones, like you in this podcast or others, are actually customers. And we have leaned into the creator economy way before it was cool, supporting pods, supporting newsletters, um, and, and really being a partner, going far beyond I'm sponsoring this pod, um, you know, this, this podcast sponsored by AG1. No one cares anymore. It like falls on deaf ears. It's more about authentic recommendations from trusted thought leaders, not just thought leaders on wellness, thought leaders on in mechanics, in sailing, in auto repair, in home construction, right? There are people who have created influence and built community and they have trust with that community. And if they're really customers and we will only work with people who are actually customers, um, then it, it is something we believe in as a way to cut through the noise, to be the most trusted and most recommended, um, but always with that tone of authenticity and then uh, the other side is just constant innovation. So AG1 has been iterated 52 times, and we are going to launch iteration 53 um, fairly soon. And so it's kind of like the iPhone, right? They keep upgrading 
the camera, the battery life, the speed. We keep upgrading probiotic quality, um, quality of vitamins and minerals that unlock more research benefits or that work more in concert with the other ingredients. And in 10 years, we have not increased the price, even though we have radically increased the cost base to keep leveling up the quality of those ingredients, because we believe one, we should disrupt ourselves. We'd be furious if someone who knew about a better ingredient, put it in there, used it as a marketing angle uh, and, you know, and succeeded. And, and we could have done that all along. So innovation, but iterating on the product itself is another way uh, that we cut through it. And then being great digital marketers, because for now um, our channel is D2C. And so it is important to find people on the internet and, um, and meet them where they are with contextually relevant content. And then I would say the last is referrals and recommendations and enabling it. So you mentioned, you heard about AG1 uh, from your college aged son and a big part of our business growth has just been someone who has a great experience and they recommend it to a loved one. And that really is a testament to the quality. And it's actually our internal quality mantra, make a product so good, you are desperate for the people you love to drink it. And think about that. Make a product so good that you're desperate for the people you love to drink it. There's a lot in that statement. People have to trust it. They have to feel actual benefit. They have to believe that um, like, why would someone you love, why would you ever recommend something you didn't trust and think was going to be great for them? And supplements, it's a big deal, right? You're drinking it every day. You're putting it in your body. It's something we take so, so seriously. So um, enabling referral and gifting and recommendation is another big part of what's important to stand out when you have a product that's actually this good. It accelerates word of mouth. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's, uh, you touched on so many things uh, there. I love the statement of disrupting yourself. So, and I had heard you in another interview talk about reformulating um, 52 times. And how do you how do you do that for the consumer? Like, how do you tell them you're coming out? Is it, you know, new and improved? Do this, does the consumer think, well, you know, what have I been drinking to date? And, and now they're, I mean, how do you do that? How do you bring the consumer along that has, you know, trusted you to date? I also heard you speak about like flaxseed, for example, how all this yeah. research is coming out. Right. And, and I totally get it, but how do you, I mean, you're in a really like amazing, interesting position because you're really, you're a voice, right. Of, of helping people, which is a really powerful thing, but That's right. how do you do that to tell them like, come with me, right. And trust me yeah. because we're going to, we've, we're, we've got your back. Yeah. Um, one of the ways, something that's very important is to do it often. Right? Mm -hmm. If people are used to, ah, AG1 upgraded this B vitamin because it's now available at scale and there's enough research behind it to suggest it has this benefit. So they replaced this B vitamin with that B vitamin. The flaxseed example, um, that was the only example of removing something. There may be another example in the future of removing something and replacing with a more researched ingredient. I mean, the amount of research on plant as medicine is just such a different level now with AI, um, with the companies investing in um, the 
flavonoids and um, phytonutrients that come from various plants and then companies that are now going to find those, get them in a regenerative way, and then produce them at scale. There's, of course, going to be some something new. I just heard, as an example, this isn't an AG1, um, but I heard... I heard and saw someone talking about taking basil seeds instead of chia seeds. Have you heard this? Have you Mm-mm. seen this? No. And so I was like, basil seeds. And then I and then it said, no one quote me. I have not verified these facts. I'm just using it as an example of how new things, you know, come out. That um, there's a D2C company that's selling basil seeds and they cite some bananas level of increased benefit from a nutritional standpoint over chia seeds. Um, and I'm I'm a chia seed queen again, not chia seeds in AG1. Um, but I, I was like basil seeds. I never heard of that. So this idea of a company you trust to keep up with research and give you the best at all times without asking any more of you, no, no new steps, no new process, no difference in routine. We're going to do what's hard. So it's easy for you. No new cost, right? We're going to do what's hard. So it's always the best for you. And if you do it often, again, the iPhone is such a great example, then it doesn't lose people. They don't feel like, oh, well, then was what I bought last month a bad purchase? Was that not smart? It's more like there's, it's the best until there's access to something better. And I actually don't have to leave AG1 to get something better. They're always putting, if it can go in AG1 and improve the synergistic benefits and show up in our testing in vitro in human trials or in other types of tests, even if they're the um, single arm observational studies across large groups of people, that it's making an impact, then that is worthy of exploring. What is what makes this hard to do at scale is this is an all natural, this is a natural product. It's whole food ingredients. So when you start mixing vitamins and a different plant at a different quantity from a different farm, without artificially flavoring the product or sweetening it, which we, neither of which we do, uh, it's really hard to keep it tasting kind of similar. So this idea, I mean, we, I don't know if you've got this in your package, but a few months ago, we, we had, we had grown so much. We had, we expanded farms, we expanded sources of some of our ingredients. And we noticed like wine, like chocolate, like coffee, there were these slight variations. And we had figured out through our blending technology, which is again, just unbelievably complex, um, how to keep the flavor, our sourcing and our blending, but it was difficult. I mean, there was a period of time where a handful of us were tasting 10 to 12 batches of AG1 every day, except Sundays, a package delivered to my door. We're remote, fully remote team, never had a headquarters. So 7 a.m., the FedEx or UPS person is like, what do you do for a living? I'm dropping this tiny package off to you every day. And that's how seriously we take it. So this idea of innovating also has a consequence for a product that to your point is part of someone's not only daily routine, first thing in the morning, first thing to hit your palate. And it is about nutrients and digestive health. So when we change things, so as we upgrade probiotics, some people might notice a slight difference uh, in how their gut responds or bowel movements. It's a largely cited benefit of AG1 um, and the just overall digestive health, uh, supporting digestive health, and then less bloating and uh, improved, improved bowel movements and all the good stuff that comes along with a slightly healthier gut. 
And so if we change the probiotic strains, as an example, that's something we're going to really need to communicate and let people know, here's the research, here's why, keep an eye out for this. You might want to try a half scoop, or if you notice anything, let us know. And we do rigorous testing in front of it anyway. But um, to your point, having a large subscriber base is such a blessing because we're impacting so many people's lives. And it means anything you change has to be really thoughtfully communicated in a way that you're fairly sure the customer is seeing it. So in their monthly package, as an example, instead of an email that maybe only half will open. And so making sure people see, here's what's new, here's what's different, here's why, here, and here's the next one that's coming up and how we just keep making this better for you. So bringing people along, doing it often and telling people the why. I love it. So culture in the company. So uh, is it primarily remote? Um, where where do you see this going in the future? It's such a hot topic for businesses overall, uh, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Uh, 8G has never had a headquarters in 14 years. Never. And so things that people are navigating as a continued transition to whatever this new world is, it's all AG has ever known. Mm-hmm. And that matters. It doesn't mean we're perfect at everything, but it does mean that being native to fully, not just fully remote, but fully remote and global, very different time zones. The time zones are a harder dynamic to navigate than the remote piece is. Um, And so that's a privilege, right? It's a great privilege to be able to get access to the best talent who want to work from wherever they want to work from to enable the life that they are crafting for themselves. So we get access to the best talent, like hands down. However, we like to say we pay a remote tax. There is a tax we pay for this choice. And it requires surgically addressing the things that are harder because we're not together all the time. So of course, that means getting together at some frequency. Um, It means certain types of events and connection points. It means understanding the psychology of people who don't bond together in a regular, in a regular way. Uh, So, but the company's built around being remote and, but the other pieces, we're still a high growth company and driving performance and making sure people are giving their best. We do say live your one spectacular life and work remotely. And we have unlimited PTO and the most aggressive parental leave that I've ever seen out there in the world, like positive, I mean, for any parent, any type of parent becoming a parent. It's all the things. And all that stuff could exist to such a degree that it's a detriment to the performance of the business. So it also requires very decisive and engaged management all throughout the organization to make sure we have this balance of work from anywhere and live from anywhere. And the customer is... The customer is what we're focused on. Uh, we have a unique opportunity. It is a fast-growing category with uh, a fast-growing number of entrants. And this is a once-in-a-generation opportunity to impact tens of millions of lives and power millions of mornings with AG1. And so um, while it is live your one spectacular life and focus on yourself, and we're a health ownership company, so we prioritize the health of our team. It's also give your best, do your best, and drive performance for customers in the business. So that culture is a very interesting blend of what people might consider modern and legacy put together. So I could talk to you all day long about this stuff. This is this is so great. So uh, two last questions. Tell me about your 
own AG routine. Obviously, you have the D3 and the Omega, but knowing what you know, what is your routine? So my routine is I wake up, I go downstairs to the kitchen before my kids wake up. My daughter is in this weird early wake up phase. So sometimes it's not alone, but but most of the time, this is my morning. This is my little window. I can't control how the day evolves. I can control how it starts. And so this is my my ritual, my habit, my meditation, if you will. It, it is everything to me in my day. And so I come down, I put my cold water. I, I use between room tip and cold. Cold makes it more fruity for everyone, just so you know. Um, I'm a little weird. I like more of the greener side of it. Um, so I put my water in my shaker, get my scoop out of my canister from the fridge. Remember if you have the pouch, keep it in the fridge, keeps the probiotics alive longer, keeps the flavor fresher. Um, travel packs don't need to be refrigerated. I shake it up. I drink it. Um, I take my omegas and my D three K two with my AG one in the morning and a little more D three K two in the winter, a little less in the summer. I'm actually deficient in vitamin D. So I have to take this. I take a higher dose than the average person. I'll burn through a bottle a couple times a year, um, as many women are. And I was severely deficient after having my kids. And AG1, the combination of AG1 and D3K2 has really helped me there. It's so critical for immunity um, in addition to hair growth and other things. So that's my morning routine. Then I will cold plunge, workout sauna if I have time. And it's a little workout. I mean, I maybe have 30 minutes to do all this. Um, but if the kids are waking up, I'll just do one of those pieces, just whichever one I can fit in. Cold plunge is going to be the fastest. Um, and then uh, make my coffee and do a big old like protein coffee in the butter, oil, collagen protein. It's almost like a breakfast. Um, and then have a really savory breakfast. And I, you know, that sounds like it's all organized when I'm traveling. Uh, it is very organized that way, but on the average day, it's all happening around the kids until they go to school and until my car, my calls start. And sometimes it gets delayed to later in the afternoon. And then I will not medical advice when I'm traveling in cold and flu season. Uh, again, I have two little kids. So every bug that exists is coming home. Um, I have a second AG one in the afternoon and um, just to beef up nutrient density um, and immune health supporting benefits. And sometimes I'll put that in a smoothie um, or just drink it in the normal way. That's my routine. And then magnesium, extra magnesium. Extra magnesium. Perfect. So uh, last question. So I read that you have a rule, the hot shot rule. Can you uh, describe the hot shot rule for us? Because I think it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. It's been a big part of helping me just keep that day one mentality and, and not being blinded by my own progress. I believe we're all blinded by our own progress. Of course we are. Things go well. Um, the new problems of today seem smaller, you, you know, in most cases than the big ones you tackled when you first started out. And, um, and I've learned this lesson over and over. So for many reasons, I developed the hotshot rule and it is simply this, I envision someone I admire and I envision them in my role tomorrow. So I'm gone and Kara takes over. And I think if she inherited everything 
my Slack, my team, my meetings, my email, um, any of the business and process. What is one thing in the first thing that knowing her and respecting what she's built that I have to acknowledge would be the first thing she would look at and say, love cat. Can't believe she let this go on. It's the first thing I'm going to change because you would have that day one mentality. You would see it so clearly. And so for whatever reason, something about that psychological positioning of knowing all the details that I know about my world, but seeing it or acknowledging how it would be seen through the eyes of someone I admire, and then asking the question so specifically, what is one thing that they would change immediately? And then as soon as, for whatever reason, it comes to mind, and and there are lots of reasons. It's percolating. It's in the back of my mind. My team's been telling me. I haven't been, you know, there are all these reasons we don't act on the things. Um, And so I act on that idea in 24 hours. If I can't complete it unilaterally, because in my role, there's usually other people who need to lead and do things. I at least send the email, book the flight, get, you know, get it in motion. And then the final step is I tell my team. So I practice this every Sunday on Monday, whatever the relevant conversations are. I say, I was, you can just say I was thinking, you don't have to say I was practicing the hotshot rule. I I practice the hotshot rule. And I realized that if one of you were in my seat or I envisioned this person, they would they would hire this role. They would upgrade this technology. They would go fly and meet with that franchisee. They would fire this person. They would, you know, whatever it is. And so I'm going to do it. And what it does every week, it means I'm addressing something I would not have otherwise addressed. I am acknowledging it to the team. So it builds a culture of vulnerability. And this is an action exercise. It's ask, answer, act. My three A's, ask, answer, act. Ask the question in this case, what would someone I admire do in my seat? having the courage or the culture to answer the question candidly and then acting on it. So, so many times we do one of those three. We ask a lot of great questions, but maybe there's not the culture to get the honest answer, or we, we just ask because we just pontificate or we just answer. And maybe that makes an impact, but might not be as thoughtful or as outside. And this is an outside in coaching exercise, self-coaching. And then many times we don't act and we don't act as frequently as we could. And it's all about action. And it doesn't matter if you know these things could be better. It's what do you act on? And then how does your team see you do that? So when it motivates them to do the same. Kat Cole, President and Chief Operating Officer of AG1. Thank you so much for your wisdom. This has been incredible. So really appreciate it. My pleasure. So good to see you. You too. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. I would love to hear from you too, so feel free to DM me. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen or pick up a copy of my Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Undaunted, where I share more about my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks for listening and goodbye for now.